I only hunt Blackulas. Oh, so you only hunt African-American vampires. No, sometimes I hunt British vampires. They don't have African-Americans in England. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, good point. So I hunt Blackulas. Well, I was just trying to be... Man, I specialize in hunting black vampires. I don't know what the PC name for that is. Golden Globies, welcome back. If you have any friends or family in Florida, you may have to give this uh, episode directly to them because you know Ron DeSantis will not allow us on any platform in Florida this this month. Why? Because it's Black History oh, Month. We're gonna go. We're going woke, so we're gonna go broke. Exactly. Kind of technically are because we. <laughs> it's not our fault. It's your guys' fault because about twenty of you just disappear whenever we. I do don't this get month. it. All we're here to do is to champion. All we're here is to educate. We're here to educate, and entertain, entertain, talk about some great fucking black actors, right. uh, black directors, black writers that did some great shit. Celebrate, celebrate. Yeah, but before we get to that, Griff, I have to make an announcement. Uh people who listen to this show, they probably this. this we're almost on doing five years on this show, Griff. This is our fifth annual Black Exploitation History Month, by the way. Is it fifth Name or fourth? Me, no, it's our fifth. Name one other podcast has done one, first of all. So you're welcome. But people pro- uh, listen, they're like, you've been doing this five years, but you've never done like Die Hard or Escape from New York or Terminator, all these classic movies. Like, why haven't you done these movies? And here's the thing. We're a comedy show, right? I think, Griff. We're a comedy Sometimes show. Sometimes we're comedy. And so we always steered clear of like these kind of movies because we felt like these are perfect movies. Like, how are we gonna mind the humor? Like right. I don't you know, so we don't wanna be like, oh, this was cool and that was cool. Like, uh. It's hard. It's definitely the hardest to do the movies that we love because it's it's really hard to find anything where we're just not, you know. But cool. is it, Griff? Because a month ago we broke broke the rules. And we did Conan and the Barbarian, which is a movie we both like. Absolutely. I think it's a great movie. Oh. And judging by the feedback we got, you guys liked it too. So I'm just going to announce that we're going to break the rules once again in a future episode. I don't know which one. I, I floated the idea out there on Twitter, first yeah. of all. I wanted to see Test the Waters. And overwhelmingly, people wanted us to do this movie. The Turpidity came back good? It came back good. <laughs> so we're going to be doing, I don't know, because we have a lot of milestone episodes coming up. We got a yes. birthday episode, and if I did the math right, the very next episode is our 250th episode. Crazy. And then, like, the next month, I believe, is our fifth anniversary, officially. Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. When, well, when did Pavel get married? Because we started around the time Pavel got married. Was it April or May? It was in that area. Fucking nuts to me, man. I yeah, don't we, Yeah, okay. So we're going to be doing a little movie. My favorite movie of all time, Griff. We're going to do Road Warrior sometime in the near future. Oh, hell yes. Now, here's the thing, though. 
if you're coming into this episode thinking it's going to be like basically a Wikipedia page where we're just going to tell you the facts, no, we don't. We don't do that. Shit. You know, we don't do that. There's tons, and there's tons of there's tons of podcasts that do do that. They basically just read the IMDb page. We don't. That's boring. I don't. That's why I don't listen to those podcasts. Yes, because I find that boring. What I like to do, and this is why we do our copying a feel thing with our guests. I want to know what is it about this movie? What it makes you feel? What are, you, what are your interpretations? Right. That's what we do. The facts of the movies rarely change. Like, you might find out some right. shit years later. Yeah, that's might be the another... thing. What are we going to bring that you're not already going to know? Exactly. And so the fun of it is, like, people have been doing this with these movies. They've been around since the 80s for the last 30 years. And now it's right. becoming more of 40 the... years now? Yeah, for a lot of them. Yeah. And so it's really easy to hear people talk about it 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Well, we're... Putting another coat of polish on it. We're talking about right. it in today's day and age. C words everywhere. We got, you know, crazy uh, governors saying that you can't educate people on black history movies, black exploitation movies. So here we are with the new whole lens on how to view yeah. these movies. So <laughs> Road Warrior is a very important movie to me. Like I said, it's my favorite movie of all time. Max is my favorite character, especially the Max of the Road Warrior movie. I relate to him a lot, and so you're going to learn probably a lot about me when we're doing this episode. And, of course, Griff's going to have his observations, too. Ooh. It's not going to be a one-man show. At, but before, after I, I let that out, and people seemed to receptive to it, I was like, before, should we do Mad Max first? I put I put a poll up. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the beauty of Road Warrior is you don't really need to see Mad Max to appreciate Road Warrior. You don't. Warrior. And 80% of the people said they want us to do Mad Max first. Okay. And I'm fine with it because I like Mad Max. But then again, the last time we listened to our audience, we had to do Caligula. So I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I trust our audience. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So I don't know. Maybe like a birthday episode would be Mad Max, and maybe the fifth anniversary would be Road Warrior. We also did choose to do Kinshete the one time, and yeah. so we're one and one with the audience on bad decisions. Yeah. yeah. So I think they deserve another chance, and... Yeah, I'm, I mean, no, I I love Ro Mad Max. I don't love as much as Road Warrior, but yeah, I'm all for doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, if we're going to do Road Warrior, of course we're eventually going to do Mad Max. You know, us, we just do shit out of order. We don't do anything. We've already done Thunderdome. Right, exactly. We did that like three years ago. Maybe someday we'll have to, that'll pin us down on doing uh, Fury Road as well. I think we almost have to do it just so I can explain to people why it's not as good as Road Warrior because I'm, here's the thing, when I saw Fury Road, I enjoyed it. I wasn't blown away like most people were. I, uh, maybe because we've been doing these movies with great action for years now that we weren't like a lot of people hadn't seen a great like Practic real action movie. Practical, Practical effects. effects. Yeah. So their minds Stones. were, there's like a generation that hasn't seen that. So they yeah. were blown away. We've been like wallowing in that kind of shit for the past five years. So, yeah. it, so I was like, oh, it's okay, you know? And. As time's gone on, and I hear people go, "No, no, this is the definitive Mad Max movie. This is the greatest." I, I'm going to hate this fucking movie. Yeah, it's it gets frustrating. We were just talking about. before we started about how Rick and Morty, how like there's this big issue, like the guy was the guy behind is a creep, and they booted him out. And we were saying how we enjoyed Rick and Morty, we hated the fan base. Well, think about this: the same thing's happening with Tom Hardy in that movie because apparently he was a total cunt. Yeah. And so now it's become this whole thing where, no, we got to cut Tom Hardy out, even though it's the Mad Max fucking movie. Well, it's they like, did because they're doing the next movie's Furiosa. Just, yeah, Furiosa. He's not even involved. Which I think is cool. Do whatever we want in the world. Just don't call it Mad Max Furiosa or something. I think they're, I don't think they are. I think they're just going to call it Furiosa. Good. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, it bums me out as far as, like, 
George Miller is like in his seventies now. He's not going. How many movies is he going to make? I'd love to see one last Max movie. Oh my god, actual Max movie. Yes, and it, could, and it could be the death of Max where they just kill him off. That's fine. Because I know once he like if he dies and the rights go to some company, they're just going to fuck it up. They're so just, bad. It's one of those beautiful things where we still have the writer, creator, director guy of it. It's right. like you would like to see him end it, but you, right. it's exactly what you said. Right. Studios get to buy the rights. Next thing you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth is Mad Max. He's going to be just... in Driosa. I'm not kidding. Chris God Hemsworth. damn it. How? How did I Chris do... Pratt would be Mad Max. Chris Mad Pratt, Max. yeah. All yeah. the Chris's would be in that. Four Chris's of the Apocalypse. Right. So look for that in the future. But getting back to what you guys are here for. This is exciting because you never know with the black exploitation movie. Because, yes, some of them were done by white studios and everything. Yeah, white... This was American International, yeah. Right. But this movie is actually directed by a black man. That's good to know. Lo- uh, what's his name here? I got it. William Crane. He yeah. also did uh, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. I've seen, yeah, I've seen that. How do you like that one? Maybe we'll have to pick that one up in the future. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a black exploitation Schlachtober month because there's enough. There's Blackenstein. There's, like you said, Dr. Do- Black and Mr. Hyde. Okay. I always fuck it up. So I'm like, is it Dr. Black and Mr. White? Okay. Right. Uh, there's The Beast Must Die, which is the Black Werewolf movie. Okay. And uh, they never did Creature from the White Lagoon. Oh. Yeah, that's good. That's a good call. Yeah. You got to do that one. So, uh, yeah, we could do that. There's Abby, too, which was the Black Exorcist, which has uh-huh. William Marshall in it as the Exorcist. This movie launched his career. And it kind of killed it because I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Well, he never. He, 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 I looked up his IMDb, and he's mainly oh. a TV guy. I know he was on an episode of Star Trek. So I remember yes. from that. Wasn't that his icon in IMDb? Might have been. It yeah. was, yeah. It definitely and, was. Uh, he, uh, I mean, if you're a millennial, you probably know him best as the king of cartoons from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh. That's a that's an older millennial thing. Yeah, that's really like a late Gen X older millennial. Yeah, cause I was like twelve or something, or thirteen or fourteen when. It's Pee-wee like was I know on. Mike's big into Pee Wee. Yeah, a few years older than me. I never really did Pee Wee. Yeah, but just know of it. So yeah, we got an actual black director here. We got uh, the nice fact that Mike told us is that they wanted a name Blackula. What what was the name they wanted to give him? I don't remember what he said. It, it was, was just a boring name, like Andrew something. It was like a regular person name, right? And the, first of all, great move casting William Marshall as Black Eula because he's basically the Black Christopher Lee. Like, so good. He brings a gravitas to it, a seriousness. Even when he's telling jokes, he says it in such a way that, you know, he's, it's not obnoxious. He is just, he just perfectly fits in. He, has, a com- he has that great commanding voice, that like right. Shakespearean type like elocution. Yeah. And he plays it straight. And... And because originally I think they wanted like a jive talking vampire, and like, I mean, can you imagine like if Antonio Huggy Bear Fargus played Blackula? It'd be funny for the first five minutes. And That'd then be you'd something be over they would it. do modern times, unless like Jordan Peele got a hold of it because he would probably do it straight like this. But <laughs> what fuck. it reminds me, of, have you ever heard of the movie Old Dracula? No, I don't. Old Dracula. This you, you could never make this movie now. But they used to play it on the four o'clock movie a lot. Um, <laughs> it came out in the early set. It came around out around this time. Okay, so it's David Niven as a star. You know, you know, I know you're on David Niven is, but he his he's a white guy. But his 
his career was like like sophisticated gentleman, like kind of like English gentleman was like his role he usually played. You know, he was always got dapper, kind of it's you know it's always looked good, had a little mustache. Okay, he's Dracula. All right, so the plot is. Playboy magazine is going to class Castle Dracula due to a photo shoot. I like it. So they bring all these playmates. Okay. I, I don't remember. this. It's a little foggy. I haven't seen this movie in decades. But, okay, so Dracula's wife, for some reason, is like in a coma or something. She needs a blood transfusion. Okay. So he's, his, he gets his, his Igor Renfield to go get some of the playmates. I think that's why he allowed them to take the, the, the photographs in his house. because He was going to get the blood from one of these playmates. There was one black playmate. So he takes, this is how ridiculous it is. He takes the blood from the black playmate. They put it in the wife. It revives. He gets someone that matched his wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. wife turns black. Nice. And thankfully, they actually hired a black actress. They didn't do like black oh, black. Okay, good. So it was a, she was, oh, she's a black woman, beautiful black woman. And then, <laughs> so, but she's like doing the English accent. Like she's, like she's, she's playing her part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then, they have, and then hilarity ensues, and then near the end, she goes to see like Superfly or some black exploitation movie. Comes out all of a sudden is all black, like all jive talking and sassy. Wow. And I I don't know. And then for some reason, old Dracula needed to take some blood. From, first of all, the idea that if you take blood from someone who's not the same color as you, you're going to turn their color is <laughs> ridiculous, even for 1970s. <laughs> right. So David Niven has to bite her, and he turns black, but it's David Niven in blackface. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they did half of it right, and then it ended like right there. When he, so they didn't like they didn't drag it out. Oh, okay, but good. yeah, but but Blackula. Oh well, well the point we were trying to make is that they were gonna call Blackula Andrew or something, yeah, and instead the actor was like. Fuck that shit. I'm playing this straight. I'm the black Christopher Lee. We're doing this authentically. Right. I will be Mama Walde. Right. An African prince. Not just some like jive talking street guy. So fucking good, too. And right. you know. Well, it would be awful if he was going to do it the other way. Right. You know, like he, he has this like regalness about him. Right. And you know why? I forgot to look this up. I was going to check to make sure Anne Rice casted vampires of color because I have a feeling that bitch never did. I don't think I think they did in the recent interview with Vampire TV show. Yeah, but no, I don't believe. I don't think I think she was all about the honkies. Yeah. Well, so yeah, you don't you don't really see outside of Blackula. How many times do you see a black vampire? Exactly. You never do. You know why? Because uh, what's his name? Augustus Twilight or whatever. He kills him. <laughs> oh, we I with. can't remember his name. It's something yes, Twilight. We, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> Abraham Twilight or something like that. Yeah, I don't. We, that's what we opened with from Venture Brothers. Because Venture but, Brothers is such a great show. Unlike that Velma show that everyone's raging about. Now people are surprised that it's getting more views since yeah, there's been a whole have, backlash yeah. about how bad it is. People and have to see how bad it is. And now everyone's saying, well, it's really not that bad. It's like, what? welcome to the internet? Hasn't it been around <laughs> for like 15 years? This is what fucking happens? Uh, I, I don't yeah. know. Blackula, Blackula. Sorry, everybody. Blackula. So... You know when you're working, because Anne Rice style, this is what brought Anne Rice into my brain, vampires, smooth, sexy, Christopher Lee, they whisper into your ear, next thing right. you know, they're dropped. Right, yeah. You're that's, down and ready. That's why all women love vampires. Exactly. And when you have Mama Walde walking in there with a the name like Mama Walde in fucking 70s LA, you know you're going to drop that name with your fucking cape and your beautiful voice. Every woman's going to be stopped in her tracks, drop her man, and be like, 
where do you live? Well, Let's Griff, go there. There is a reason that one of the f- many forms that a vampire can take. Praying mantis. Praying mantis. Only in Dario Gento's world. <laughs> no, you, it's bat, of course. Sometimes wolf, which yep. I think is bullshit. Let the, with the werewolves have the wolf Let the werewolves thing. be You can't the take wolves. everything. Right. And fog or mist. Oh, Cocksmog, if you will. Oh, no. That's... Ram smoke. Ram smoker. <laughs> Ram stoker. <laughs> You're all about the smog. That's right. Yeah. So, so it run. makes it's a perfect metaphor for, you know, and, and he does it well in this movie. He really does. I mean, he just introduces himself. He walks up to a character and says, you are the reincarnation of my dead wife. Right. Immediately. That, usually that would freak a woman out. No. No. I've done it. it. It did not work well. Here's my keys. Here's my address. I want you in my bed after this party. Here's my panties, Tom Jones style. She just put his panties in his mouth. Ew. What's up with that? That's a- it got caught on one of his fangs. <laughs> <laughs> Use them as floss. <laughs> it was a G-string, yeah. <laughs> so this is a great movie. It's enjoyable. It's, it's good, 90 minutes. fun fucking movie. It just moves quick it doesn't fucking wait you around it talks about people who the police don't see the cops literally say in this movie my hands are tied <laughs> yes, literally just spoon feeding us what we've been saying we get the fucking great thalamus rasulala as dr gordon uh, uh, robert or something. thomas thomas yeah two first names Did i ever tell you i had a voodoo doctor for my uh pediatrician <laughs> Wait a minute! What did you just say? I, I had a voodoo doctor as my pediatrician as a kid. Really? No, I, I no. But he he was a Jamaican guy, Doctor Kingsley Thomas. Was, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. A little note fact about Tim. You'll get a lot more when we do Road Warrior. I'm gonna bare my soul to you guys. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. But uh, back to Blackula. Back in Blackula. People at this time have already gotten a piece of your soul. I don't know if week. people want to learn any more about me. I think they're frightened now. After but... what they heard on Sunday, I'd imagine they are a little frightened what about did what I they... say? What did I say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know about that tippy-tap? Yeah, about that yeah. tippy-tap. Make sure to listen yeah, to that I went, one. I lost my mind for a while. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Blackula. Yeah, this is a fun fucking movie. Doesn't it... it, it, it Here's the thing. It doesn't take itself seriously, but it takes itself seriously. Right. If you know what I mean. It's not winky. I mean, like you said, he does the Bloody Mary line, which, he, yeah, that's fine. Because yeah. he, knew how to, he knew how to say it. He was also kind of mocking uh, Thomas at that point. Yeah, there was, there was like a fucking, uh, some shit going on between them. Right. He was feeling the tension in the air, and so he picks up on it, and he's like, oh, I see what you're thinking. And so he hits him with the Bloody Mary line, because obviously he's being suspected as being a vampire, and he smelled it out. Right. It's fucking good. It's good. Good timing in this movie. Well, let's let's get into it then. Let's get to that trailer for the dark the Prince of Darkness in a whole different way. Prince Mama Walde is Blackula. You shall pay Black Prince. I curse you with my name. You shall be Blackula. 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 The Black Avenger. Rising from his tomb to fill the night with horror. Blackula. Dracula's soul brother. Deadlier even than he. 
You know, he is a strange dude. You're a nut that ran in front of my cab. You're the only imbecile on this street. Boy. Black killer. <laughs> Look at man, you found I mean, ah. you got to be around here somewhere. I mean, now listen, you wait, you take your hands off of me. I don't know you. He thirsts for your blood. He hungers for your soul. Warm young bodies will feed his hunger. Hot, fresh blood will quench his awful thirst. Thank you. I'm Bloody Mary. Are you, um, into the occult? How about the uh, heavy stuff? What do you think of vampires? Vampires? I think they're possibly the most fascinating ball. More horrifying than Dracula. The Black Avenger. Black Dracula. From American International Pictures. Welcome back. We are in Transylvania. It is the year 1780. I, first of all, I, I don't. I don't think it did. But I hope that trailer had that. I don't know the guy's voice. I know Joe Corey knows the guy's voice. He did all the black exploitation uh, trailers, and he had a great voice. Oh, I hope okay. he did it. I don't think he did. But oh, okay. I'm hoping that. Uh, yeah, we're in Transylvania, Griff Castle Dracula, eight. 1780. 1780. Right after we declared independence, four years later. Right after Abigail died, 1777. Yeah. 7th day of July. Pushing her down the stairs to die. No, she cried. <laughs> so, I got to say something, Griff. I was really disappointed <sighs> in Count Dracula. I never thought he was a racist. I knew he was a lot of things. I knew he was a monster, a blood-sucking creature of the nights. I got... <sighs> Yeah, I know. I just thought he was all about that kind of lifestyle. I didn't think he saw color, but clearly... He drains people of color. He, I thought he did. I didn't see uh, any people of color. But then again, it's Transylvania. Yeah. I don't are. think they had many people of color. No. I, how did he like Dracula? He had like a white... He's Kenny Rogers kind of look. I kind of liked him. Really? Uh, when you're going to go for a racist Count Dracula, yeah, I thought he fit the bill. I believe, according to the, the, the book Dracula, he has a mustache, so it was kind of in... It fit. But he had like a goatee hmm. in this one. I yeah. Did he have like the Colonel Sanders goatee? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. They're trying to say the South is fucking racist. What well, is? So they. I think that's why what what he was trying to represent. Well, we're at Castle Dracula. We have Prince Mama Walde and his lovely wife Luva from, of course, the country Wakanda. And he's asking for help. From Count Dracula, even though they have vibranium and they're the the most advanced uh, country in the world, they still are having trouble with fucking slavers. Yep. So where do you go? You go to fucking Romania. That's where all the power resided in Europe in in 1780. Well, apparently Count Dracula is a big cog in the slave trade wheel. Apparently. I thought it was the Dutch. Yeah, I thought it was the Dutch as well. They missed the mark a little bit there. So he's funny enough, Van Helsing, who killed Dracula, he must have been Dutch. His name is Van Helsing. Mm, interesting. So yeah, Dracula, he's hearing him out. Right. He's like, you know what? Because he's like, Mama, I was like, I need your help. We, we need to end this vile slavery. We want to open Wakanda up to the world, so we can share our technology. And you got to stop race. You got to stop fucking slavery. All I'm asking. Right. Stop slavery. That's it. That's all I'm asking you to do. Stop they, slavery. They are going to have fucking iPads if they just listen to fucking Prince 
Wamawalde. Yeah, they'd show him a TikTok. <laughs> And he's not even convinced by that. But slavery is so ingrained in their culture. They're like, no, I'm not going to do that. People need slaves. Slaves need slavers. Like, they won't know what to do without slavers. So, no, we can't get rid of them. What are you talking about? And as a matter of fact, I like your lady right there. I'll buy her off of you. Of course, that totally insults fucking Mama Walde. He's like, what? You're going to buy my wife off of me? You, sir, are an animal. You're classless. I see all the fancy chandeliers in your house, but, sir, you have no class. And then he goes, funny you call me an animal since you're from the jungle. You can't fucking say that kind of shit. He's a goddamn... He's the prince of Wakanda. Exactly. He was the original... He was the first Black Panther. Goddamn right. And we'll learn that they probably were behind all the killings later on. Right. Blame Antifa. So, uh, Mama Walda, I'm just going to call him Blackula. I'm sorry. It's just too many syllables. Mamu. Mamu? Call Mamu. <laughs> Mamu ain't having it. He's like, good day, sir. Like, I'm out of here. I'm not going to have you insult me and my wife. Right. And then Dracula calls his goons in. Like a peasant, or not a peasant, but just like a flamboyant bitch. He snaps his fingers. Oh, boys, come here. Couple of boys come out. They're holding down Mamu. They're fighting him. He's fighting back a little He's bit. He's kicking their ass first, but then the third goon comes. Third out. goon. They get the table three set goons up. Goons are too much. They fucking power bomb him through the table, and then the count comes back with his fleet of green-faced bitches. His vampire brides. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know he was into that kind of thing. I didn't know Dracula was a Mormon. Yeah, even in the book, he's got his vampire bitches. They they uh, try to suck uh, Keanu Reeves. He needs to get out of Transylvania and go to Utah. Maybe he's there. I don't know. He might be there now. Is there a lot of sun? Alaska is where he should go. Is there a lot of sun there? Oh, well, I just mean for Mormons. He's a count. He can do whatever he wants. That's he runs point. Transylvania. Yeah, that's a good point. And the slave trade. So... <laughs> He gra- they put uh, they placed Mamu into a coffin. Yeah, and he's bitten by Dracula. Count Dracula, and right in front, Luva's forced to watch this, and he's like, "I will curse you with eternal hunger, Prince Mamu Walde. You, I will lock you in this coffin for eternity, and all you know is hunger for blood, and to top it all off." I shall give you my name, Mamu Walde. From now on, you shall be Blackula. And thankfully, that's the last we ever hear the name Blackula. Never again do we hear the name Blackula. Well, it's it's an insult. Like, he's like, they call me Blackula. Right, exactly. He literally was turned into a slave for blood and given the name, slave name, the blood slave name Blackula. So, no, we shouldn't be fucking going by that. That's why we got to call him Mamu because we're in with Mamu. Right, right aside. Exactly. We ride with Mamu. So the, he's got, of course, he, you when you're a count and you got a giant castle, you have a bunch of hidden rooms and shit. Yeah. You hide turkeys and walls, Castlevania style. What would see? I I was expecting worse from Dracula because you think what he would have done is, I'm going to seal you in this room because he seals his wife in with him. Yeah. Does not change his wife to a vampire. You think he would not lock him up? He would leave him open so he would have to feed on his wife. I thought that's what he was going to do, too. Yeah, so yeah. I was kind of surprised that he yeah. sealed him in. Yeah. Uh, 
the other thing that would have been pretty fucking hard of him to do is like maybe put him on like a slaver boat or slave boat with a bunch of slaves and then he gets released and you know he might feast on all the slaves or something. But the ways we learn from this movie once there's one vampire then there's two then there's four then there's eight. The growth is exponential. So we can't have then we would history would be changed Griff. We America would be a vampire country. Correct. So we couldn't do that. That's right. So cut to 200 years later, 1972, we're at Castle Dracula. We see it a very ahead of its time, but yet far in the past, right. typical times, an interracial gay antique dealer couple, Billy and Bobby. They must be making some sweet flip if they're able to fly over to Transylvania. That's where all the good shit is, Griff. Everyone's gone through the thrift, thrift stores already. Oh, hell yeah. You know no. where to go. You go. You heard. I've heard people go. Try Transylvania. You get some good fucking shit. You get the best vinyl. Yeah, if I got an original fucking Black Flag fucking seven inch of fucking <laughs> TV party. <laughs> you got original uh, twelve inch uh, Superfly record. Yeah, I found it for five dollars. It's just trying to tip you off that we're gonna have. It was a good omen for our great black exploitation. That's what God was. Month. God was a blessing us because He knows all we do is good. God, I think Mama Wale himself. Put spirit that record there for Walda, you. Yeah. He gave you that. I think record. the spirit of Curtis Mayfield did, or that. And so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, this gay couple, Billy and Bobby. Billy is the white guy. Bobby is the black guy. And they they're at Castle Dracula. They're having they're having like a fucking estate sale or something. I didn't understand what, but I've, yeah, it was. At it first, was, I thought they were buying the castle, but I think they're just buying the shit. In right, the I believe it was more of an estate sale type situation because they're just buying everything in the building. Of course, they got to haggle over it. Of course, and, you're a great antique dealer. That's what you do. And they've got like hand signals to each other, so behind the dealer's back, they're like signaling, like we're gonna go down with this price. We're gonna cut them off here. And so, you know, they work out a deal. They get the contract out. They get well. Ready. The dealer first. He's like, first, I must tell you. This was the home of Count Dracula. And they're like, that makes it better, baby. People love this kitschy shit. It's going to make it sell even faster. Wouldn't you want to own a fucking candelabra from fucking Castle Dracula? I mean, we're about to learn from Billy himself. He's like, I can't wait to get this coffin home and turn it into a twin bed for our guests. Right. It's so kitsch. It's so kitsch. John and Waters. So they're, they, they, they're like, we want it more, motherfucker. And yeah. he's just like, all right. You know, so then they sign it. But he's like, for uh, well, well, well in the excitement of signing it, he's like, man, this castle is amazing. There's not like hidden passages and stuff, is there? He's like, well, we did have some remodeling. They did find a mummified corpse of somebody, some woman. We don't know. There's a lot of hidden passages. And yes, we did find, Do you, you know, see one? some skeletons in the wall. In the closet and the wall. And so they, they, he's like, let me show you. And he does the thing, returns the, the sconce on the wall. It's yeah, good. classic. Very, very Velma. Very Velma. Opens up, and we see this casket. And they're like, holy shit, I've been looking for a bed for... Uh, Danzig's been asking me, do I have a bed? <laughs> I've been saying, I have a couple of coffins, but they have no corpses in them. I know you like them with the corpse fresh in there. Yeah, it's amazing they just left this car. They took the body out, apparently, because Luva's body's gone. Luva's body's gone, yeah. But they left the casket. They didn't even open it. I mean, if you're trying to sell the estate and someone asks about hidden passages, you want to show them the hidden passages, so you would clean up the skeletons. Okay. So it makes sense but to me. But you wouldn't open the casket? No. Okay. Well, there's a lock on it. I know, just open it. Well, they, they have no trouble opening it when they get it home. Right, but they have the power of thrifting on their side. 
Cut to present day, meaning 1972, L.A. Yep. And they're, they've taken all the stuff into their special warehouse because these, right. th- these two, they're wheeling and dealing. They're a power thrift couple. Right. And uh, Billy's like, like you said, I mean, Bobby is like. No, it's Billy. Billy the white one. Yeah. He's like, we're going to use this as a bed. Let me let me open it up first. Let's see how comfortable it is. That might like we might need to put some like I don't know like a, a my pillow in there or something. <laughs> and then then what? Yeah, Billy ends up uh, using a pry bar or something. He ends up cutting up his arm, right? Because he's a fumble foot, right? He's like, oh, I'm bleeding, but it does open the casket, right? So they're, while they're going, he's t- tending to his man, you know, dabbing the blood, putting a bandage on it. It opens up, and it's fucking. Prince Mama Walde does the Undertaker hinge and everything. He does, and he he gets up out of there. How did he feel about when he bec- when he be- becomes a vampire? He gets mutton chop sideburns, a big widow's peak, yeah, and big he, bushy eyebrows. Yeah, eyebrow like his peak is intense because he's got the widow's peak, and then like his temple hair attaches to his eyebrows yeah and then he had that crazy i loved it i thought it looked cool as shit and when you look at uh our friend Adventure brothers he almost kind of has that facial hair yep he's got bald spot he does yeah no it doesn't meet at he doesn't have the widow's peak but his mustache kind of has that weird cheeky pattern that uh black or excuse me mama walda has here so he's got he hasn't fucking had blood in 200 years he's never had blood he's a no, blood he, virgin yeah, he's a blood virgin so like he's a like a beast. He just he just intuits how to do this. You know, he's hungry. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, it's just like he's pure instinct. He's yeah, like, he's a creature. Yeah, and he just attacks Billy and starts sucking the blood from his wound on his arm. Yeah, sucks him all dry. Sucks him off, and then Bobby's just doing the cliche, stereotypical gay guy stuff. Oh my god, you know, and like, what am I gonna do? And Mama Walde attacks him. Yep, bites into his neck and just lets him, you know, fall over. And then he looks through all the stuff, happens to find a cape there. That was nice of Count Dracula. He's leaving a cape. He knows that all vampires need a cape. Right. So, of course, he left him a cape. And then he hears Count Dracula's words repeating through his head. I will call you Black, you You notice, because you know how obsessed we are with days and there's this is very vague on what the timeline of this movie is like it is it did it happen in the course of a week did it happen in the course of a month yeah it feels like this all happens over five days but i don't think it did it's hard to tell it is because sometimes it feels like a month has passed sometimes it feels like an hour has passed. bobby is in a coffin at a funeral parlor yep and this is where our good guys show up thomas rasulala's character Gordon Thomas. Dr. Gordon Thomas. Respect on that name. What was his role? Because it seemed like he was like, I'm a cop as well. Like, he wasn't a medical examiner, was he? I just love this. Was he freelance? We always have... Was he Quincy? (laughs) Wait, that's a... It actually works. I think he was Quincy. He was Black Quincy. Yeah, he was Black Quincy. Because we always have these characters who just 
blend lines and everything. They're like a private detective, but also they have hands with the morgue. They have hands with the police. They just go wherever they want. Everyone respects them so much. So that's what Dr. Uh, Gordon here is playing, yeah. Dr. Thomas. Yeah. He's playing that role, and I thought he was fucking awesome in it. Uh, yeah, Thomas Rasula is always great. He's been in some of our, our other movies. Oh, cool. He was uh, the, I thought he the richest familiar. black man in the world in Friday Foster. Yeah. Pam Greer. Yes. Uh, and then we also have Michelle. Michelle, his girlfriend. His girlfriend. And her sister. Nina. T- Tina. Tina. Excuse me. Tina. Who looks remarkably like Luva. Ooh, interesting. Because, of course, this is the theme of all vampire movies. They always they find a woman. They have to stumble on a woman who looks exactly like their last lost love. Uh, yeah, old trope. But, hey. It's okay. You're doing. You're doing. Why is fucking Blackula at the funeral parlor? Did he feel guilt about draining Bobby? No, I think he is trying to figure out. You know, like the count told me these things. I saw the ghouls, and did I turn this person into ghoul? Do I have that ability? I thought that's what it was. He was curious, and he's got nothing but time on his hands. He's fucking two hundred plus years old. Um. One of the other things that I wanted to point out here. What was the other thing I wanted to point out here? I don't, I don't remember what it was. I don't either. Oh, I wanted to ask you this question. Does Count Dracula's wife or Dracula's wife or vampire wives, do they always get white streaks in their hair? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just make it scary. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So, yeah, he's watching and he knows he sees Gluva. And Dr. Thomas Gordon, he's just like... Cause, <sighs> This is highly irregular, people. And Swenson, who's the undertaker, points out the body. They didn't. The family didn't want me to embalm the body. Yeah. So he's totally fresh. Fresh. This is a fresh corpse. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. And uh, Gordon's like, let me examine this body. Why? Why did he want to examine the body? He's got it ends with the morgue. He touches all kinds of bodies all the time. So he wanted to get in because he's like, I think he heard there's some strange way he died. Let me examine this body. He's like. I heard there were bite marks on the neck. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, there was like a three-inch gouge in the neck. There was just two spots on his neck. But he's like, I did my best to cover it up. And he's like, these veins are collapsed. There's like, there's, this body's been drained of blood. Didn't you say they did not embalm it? I mean, it's devoid of blood. Look at it. And he's just like, hey, man, I just work here. I don't know. <laughs> there, and, is, there is a line as Dr. Gordon leaves that we cannot mention. It's like... We can. We can get around it. He's just like, what do you say? He's like, that's one rude African-American. That's it. <laughs> and he, I, and I, yeah, he was. I know. I liked Gordon. He was kind of like, he commanded the room when he walked in. That's why there was so much, like, fucking tension between him and Mama Walden. Gordon was such an amazing character. He always because, had that little, like, long cigars he was always smoking. Yeah. He's such a good character, especially for this community and this world, because he has so much respect. He is around everybody. He can talk to the police. He can talk to the fucking morgue. He just moves around. Right. So Tina decides she's going to walk home. I guess the funeral home's close to her apartment. Tina, and, yeah, and Michelle. But they, of course, are going to part ways because, you know, she lives on the other side right, of town. Right, so Michelle's like, going to go to Gordon's place. Oh, something. hell yeah, she is. And... Blackula chases after her. She feels he senses a presence. He starts running. Yeah. And does he do the? I I missed this when I was doing my notes. But does he actually do the Michael Myers thing and suddenly appear in front of her and stop her and say, "You are you are uh, Luva"? Because I yeah, know he I think he, he mentioned something to her about how she's Luva. Yeah. Well, he was like Luva. He didn't, yeah. He's like he didn't say you are Luva. He's like Luva. It has, has to be here. He he has no idea that two hundred years has gone by. Right. You know. 
So she's like, I don't know who the fuck Luva is. I'm getting the fuck out of here. You need a Luva, motherfucker. She ends up dropping all of her belongings. Well, there, yeah, there's like a, a tunnel that goes underneath the streets. Yeah. First, I thought they were going to Subway, but it's just a tunnel that goes underneath the street. Yeah. And just like in Detroit with our sewer she, system, there's always. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is L.A. I mean, that's where they put the Hyperloop. Elon Musk's great million dollar invention that went like hundred feet. Yeah, we don't need to talk about how much of a failure it was. So, well, isn't everything he, he might own isn't everything you- he does a failure. He might own YouTube soon, so we got to be careful about shitting on oh, him. Oh, did, he didn't learn his lesson from fucking Twitter. <laughs> no. He never learns his lesson. He's a billionaire. And by the way, everybody came lessons. back to Twitter that said they were leaving. You're all full of shit. You're hypocrites. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, she drops her purse, and then she takes off. He picks it up. And tries chasing back after her. Gets hit by a cab. Right. L.A.'s known for the... Uh, the this was probably a self-driving cab. It was a gypsy cab. Yeah. And this woman gets out. Hey, sucker, what the fuck's wrong with you? At first, Mumu or Mamu, he's being all polite and everything. I am sorry. Well, this is the first time I've seen a car, probably. Uh, hell yeah! Like the shock isn't really even hitting him. He's just this like horseless carriage you're you're in. What is this? He's just completely. He, you know, he you know he he rolls with it. He just like adapts like because he's just like not phased by anything. He's in a, he's not even in this fucking continent. Right. He's aware he's at, but he's just like. Woman, how dare you? Because she's just like, you, I could have killed you, you stupid motherfucker. Right. And he's he's just like trying to calmly explain to her, I just lost this woman, Luva. Do you know Luva? Where does she live? And, of course, the cabbie doesn't know anything oh, about Oh, you think it. we all know each other because we're black? Yeah, that's right. And, and then he's like, well, you drive. Like, how does he know she, that's the word you use? I, I don't know even know. You well, drive. like you said, he's seen people drive horses and carriages. You drive like an imbecile. Who the fuck are you calling an imbecile, you horn motherfucker with your crazy eyebrows? Yeah, that sets him off. He turns blackulish, and he just bites into her. Yeah. Drains that woman dry. I appreciate that unlike one of our villains from our Steven Seagal movie we recently did, she he, like he doesn't have to pretend to have a crying baby and bash her over the head with it. He just goes is straight Is he to a the villain, neck. though, or is he a tragic hero? This is a good point. I don't like that. I don't like when they they, they do it now, especially. To me, Dracula is a monster, and he should be killed. Now they try to make Dracula sympathetic all the time now. Oh, do they? Yeah, because it's like he's, his, you know, it's that goth chick horse, Dan Rice bullshit. Yes, yeah, Dan like, Rice bullshit. Where it's like his, we, uh, his black lost vampires love, don't exist. His lost love. Yeah. I don't like it. Dracula's and vampires are monsters. They really are. They're called the universal monsters. sucking creatures exactly. of the night. Yeah, sure, we, we played a part in probably making them, but still, it's like, fuck that. No, they're monsters. So he heads home to uh, to his warehouse where his coffin is with her purse. She had panties in there and he was sniffing them. I don't know, what's up with this <laughs> panty thing? The director had a panty fetish. And so, all right, so now we go to uh, Gordon. He's got to go to the morgue because, of course, they got the, the, yeah. the uh, cabbie's body. Yeah, he's like a traveling M.E. Like, what the fuck is his job? Well, Murray, before the Internet, people were tied into their community. And so he got picked up on his doctor radio like, oh, shit, someone just died uh, abruptly, you know. We meet Sam, old guy, hook hand for no reason. This guy, I know this guy. He doesn't have a hook hand in real life. No, I loved it. They just gave him a hook hand. What a detail. Why not? 
Why not but give why it a didn't, hook? Why didn't they let him use it, like, hook somebody? Did he bring the hook, or did the director <laughs> say, you know what? You could use a hook. You could use a hook. You're not sympathetic enough for a kind of, kind of like a racist white guy. Not, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't, wasn't racist. He was misogynistic. Because we'll we'll learn. Later. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, because like Gordon's there to examine the body. Because I guess I don't, maybe it's a racial thing. Like we don't want to touch black bodies. Like we need our black guy, black coroner, to do the black bodies. No, maybe that God. was it. I don't know. Maybe. That's why they call him in. But yeah, he's there to examine Juanita Jones, who was the cabbie. Oh yes, okay. And he's and he finds similar bite marks to fucking Bobby. Right. And he's like. Hey, man, I got to go talk to, to Lieutenant Peters about this shit. And he's like, so he goes to Jack Peters. I don't know about what it is about this guy. Something I kind of like about this one white guy. I don't know. Maybe we'll later on something will happen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, really. Like the first scene you get with him, I was like, oh, God damn it. Fucking he, he's a lieutenant. Was he a lieutenant or a detective? Sure, he was a lieutenant. Well, lieutenants can be detectives. Okay. But anyways, he he can he can move some papers around. He's he's higher up. He's not just a street cop or anything. And so of and they course, have, there's, you can see they have a relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, they know each other. Yeah, Doctor Thomas and Peters talk all the time. And so he's going straight to him and he's asking him about about the gay couple that went missing. Right. He's like, I need the files on because it's I I know Bobby and there was. There's something, there's a connection to this dead cabbie, the bite marks. Yeah. Can you have, do you have any of their paperwork? Do they have an autopsy? Right. Of course they have all the paperwork on Bobby, the gay white guy. Billy. Billy was the one. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Billy, the gay white guy. And then he's like, so let me get the papers on uh, Bobby. Well, those are missing. Oh, so when it's a black victim who happens to be gay, their shit goes missing. I don't know if he cared that much because Gordon dropped some f bombs about gay people. Gordon too. did drop some f bombs yeah. here. Yes. So, Sorry, guys. Seventies. And like Jack's, like you know what? I think the Black Panthers are behind it. Doesn't yeah. That, doesn't that track? Like, that tracks so well today. <laughs> where where anything happens, they're like, you know what? I think it was actually Antifa in disguise. It's like, no, they're carrying the signs. They're telling you exactly what they were doing. And Gordon gives him a side eye. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I need. I want Bobby's body. He hasn't been buried yet. I want to do an autopsy on his body. Get the get the paperwork for it. I'm gonna. I gotta go with the club. All right. Yes. Get the police records. <laughs> I will be at the club. It's my girl's birthday. Of course, you gotta be at the club. And we're. I mean, I'm gonna spoil it. We're gonna learn later that Peters is friendly even with Michelle, his girlfriend. Right. And so they he goes to the club. This is an interesting scene because obviously. They were trying to promote this band. Yes, they. I don't remember their name, but they did have a hit. They, their, their hit song was "Don't Rock the Boat." Don't rock the boat, boat baby. No, baby. Rock don't the boat. Go, don't tip the boat yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you notice? This is that you never see this in a movie. Mostly, when you you go to a club, the music dies out, and then you hear the actor speaking. There are scenes where you the music goes loud and the dialogue goes away. Where we're actually watching. Uh, actors mime to each other so you can hear this fucking song they're obviously trying to push on us. You remember the last movie that did this? We've already talked about it. What was Superfly. it? Superfly. They did? Yeah, they went to a club scene and they okay. played Superfly. A live band played Superfly for like a minute but and a half. But we couldn't even hear what the actors were saying because there's actors doing a scene and we can't we, hear what they're saying. We were getting establishing shots of the bar that they were in or the club that they were in while the band was playing Superfly. 
can we just say, why can't we bring back theme songs? Like, we, first we, of all, all these movies we do have great theme songs. We say this every black exploitation yeah. month. All these fucking movies come up with great fucking theme songs. I, also, I think Bond's the only one who does it. You're now. right. I think so. Yeah. And also, Bond. And I'm yeah. I'm glad you brought Bond because we had a great animated opening scene, which you never see anymore either. It was like that's right. It was like caverns, and there was this drop of blood, and this bat was trying to chase the blood, and the blood turned into a woman. Yeah, and then the bat turned into Blackula, and it was really cool. That was really cool. And they do kind of that shit with Bond, and it's like they yeah, need the, the like naked girls flying around and shit. Right. We need more of that shit. Bring when, that back. When are we gonna get a gay Bond? <laughs> I'm sure that's gonna be the next one. All right. Because that- gotta get a black Bond first, then a female Bond, then we get a gay Bond. A female Bond Bond will be first. Then a black male bond, and then a gay bond, and then a wheelchair bond. We already had one of those, Mister No Legs. <laughs> no, he was a piece of shit. He was, he was evil, yeah. But okay, so they're they're at the club, hanging out. It's Michelle's birthday. The club yep. is rocking. Memo all day. <laughs> Apparently, in uh, Tina's uh, Tina's Purse. her license, it said, "I hang out at this club." That's my you know. I'm at this club so much. That's basically my address. So her address was the club. He shows up, and he just like does he like point to her and like say like come he scribbles to out a note and hands it to the uh, oh it's the the the, the uh, photograph girl. Oh, it was the photograph yeah. girl. Okay, and he hands it to her, and she walks it over, hands it to Tina. Yeah. Who walks back over to the door and is All confronted of a sudden, by mom? Coxmog just envelops her, draws her in. If they had the, the fucking budget for animation, you'd see like a coxmog hand, like like point oh, to yeah. her, and then you know, come to me. Oh yeah, no, there'd be conversations about what the hand gestures were doing, what they were trying to manipulate. Were they getting into her cerebral cortex? So remember, she was ter- yeah. This is coxmog. This is definitely coxmog because she was terrified of him. The night before, and now she's immediately like, "I mean, I get it. That was not the most welcoming environment. You're walking. Well, home. Someone grabs you and says you're my wife. Exactly. That's a little terrifying. But now they're in a friendly environment, environment she's comfortable in, and she's got this beautiful, so comfortable. That's what she puts on her license. The club. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Meet me at the club tonight. If you find purse, return to this club. And so now she's in her home turf. So of course she's going to be warmer to this idea. And now that she's got good well, light she on sees him. All the, yeah, he's such a fucking pimp-ass motherfucker. And he wears a fucking cape. And he pulls it off. And he pulls it off. I mean, he's, he's an elegant gentleman, right? Sophisticated gentleman. So she immediately is like, well, you can't leave. Why don't you come to the party with us? Right. And they got a tiny table for four already set up with one seat missing. Right. And Mama Walde is going to occupy that seat. He's like, could you get me some champagne, please? There's a whole controversy over the champagne because uh, Gordon was like, no, 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 no. Right. champagne. This is, this is a fucking alpha dog fight right, seeing right in front of our eyes. Right. Champagne's a little too pricey, and Mamu sits down. No, champagne is just the right price for a girl's birthday. And, and he, they're like, ooh, all the girls are melting Swoon, now. of course, because he cor- says it in a non-griff voice. Right. He says it in a very masculine. I've never gotten a girl to drink champagne with that voice. <laughs> never. I, you ain't got a guy to drink. I, don't, I just spat out some champagne when he said that. <laughs> yes, I drink champagne while we record because it's good for my voice. So, yeah, and then uh, so. He does a whole toast after the champagne comes. He pours a little glass for everybody. Let me toast to life. 
Because he's, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. a vampire. Get, the panties are just coming off right now. You hear spandex on. expanding and just snapping everywhere. No, I'm saying when you're talking, panties, panties are going up. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. I didn't two realize. Two panties are going on. <laughs> Extra pair. Some big old granny draws are like getting pulled over there. My dear, you remind me of my wife. And then she's smitten. She's like, ooh, wow. Right in front of everybody, he says this line. And nobody's like, okay, time to go. Okay, so apparently everybody knows Gordon and the crew hang out at this club. It's like cheers. It was Michelle's birthday. Everyone's yeah. showing up for the party. Well, no, I'm just saying because Swenson has to get some info, the Undertaker, to Gordon. He calls the club. Oh, yeah. And he's just like... Bobby's body's missing. I know you wanted to get his body for an autopsy. I went to get it. It's missing. And so Gordon's like, fuck. What? How did that shit end up missing? We're going to have to put out some kind of record about a dead black gay man who's gone missing. But he's going to return the party. It's Michelle's night after all. He'll worry about it in the morning. And as he returns, Skillet's arriving. The life of the party, Skillet. I got to believe, like... This guy's not an actor. He probably owned the club. He's like, if you want to use my club, you got to give me a part. And that that, that that happened in Superfly too. Yep, yep. I believe that's what happened. Because I'm fine with this because I thought Skillet worked out really well in this right. movie. Right. He immediately helps himself some of that champagne. <laughs> yeah. He's just oh champagne pours himself. It's a party after all. Come on. And then uh, it's and it's their birthday, so the camera girl's taking all the snapshots of uh, you know the party. Right, and immediately, like you see, uh, Mamu like wince away from it, put his hand up. Now he doesn't quite go for the the cape. <laughs> no, he no, because that's what uh, a bad actor would do. Yes, exactly. But this guy's like trained Shakespearean actor. Subtle, right? Somebody, maybe Billy Drago, <laughs> was trying to give him a little hand erection there. And he's like, "I must go," and he leaves. We haven't done a Billy Drago movie. I'm sorry, it's Black Exploitation <laughs> Month. We haven't done a Billy Drago in forever. We right. had to fix that. And then as he walks away, Skillet goes, "That is one strange dude." <laughs> he yells to him, "Hey man, let me get your cape." It was so good. I love Skillet. Tina runs after him. She's deep in. She's lost in the smog. I, I would say run is a, a strong word here. What happens is like in the Pepe Le Pew cartoons where he leaves the fog behind, or rather Pepe gets she, like, caught floats, in the fog. Like, she is the... floating on his fog, his smog dog. <laughs> Smoggy doggy. She's smog doggy. She's got the right. smog hog. She's smog doggy. She's high on the smog hog. And, but we can't hear what they're saying because that fucking song is playing. You're my super fly. Oh, wait, the rock no, song. I don't know what their song was. <laughs> and they agree that they'll meet up again later on. Right. She, She's just like, that thing you said about me being your wife. I don't know what that means, but I want to fuck you. Well, yeah. And so, yeah, so then they, 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 they part. She goes back to the party. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, Nancy, the photographer girl, she's just like, well, I'm going to head home and develop these pictures. This, this is actually what they would do in, like, nightclub. They didn't bring it back. Where they would, well, I guess you don't have to get phones now, but yeah. you know, back in the day, you'd have like a girl who would take photographs, and then you'd give them like five bucks, and then yeah. they would give you, you'd come back and get your photos. It's a nice little market you had there. And she's just like, you know, my house is down the road. I'm, I'll go develop these pictures, have them ready for you. And the house is even better than down the road. It's on the other side of the parking lot. 
well, that's perfect place if you're going to work there. Yeah, know. really. That's a that's a nice. Uh, the only problem I could see with that is if you're walking home and one of the creeps sees you walk home and tries. Yeah, to... because she's wearing like this sexy like leopard print outfit. Yeah, yeah. It, it's something that you would see in like a Playboy magazine or yeah. something like the. Bunny's it it is. It's a Playboy bunny outfit, but it's leopard print because obviously you know Playboy would sue your ass if you. Did. Yeah. So she goes home. She, I mean, she's, you know, she's a working girl. So she, just, she, her dark room is just her kitchen, you know. And she yeah. just got a little curtain. She curtains off. What the a room. beautiful fucking little house for you know a single a single woman just kind of living on her own. Can't have anything like that anymore. She's developing the pictures, and she notices. She's like, she thinks she hears her door open. Yeah, seventies. What a great time to live. Where you don't have to lock your door, even though yeah. you live next to a rowdy bar. Yeah. And she looks down at the picture of Tina with Mama Walde. But is she with Mama Walde? She's just holding air. She can't even see the fog. And we know that fucking vampires cannot be photographed or be seen in a mirror. That's right. I don't know how Mama Walde knew that because cameras weren't developed when he was alive. Mamu, uh, he just sensed. Yeah, no, he has an ability to. Adapts. Uh, Huh? He adapts. He adapts, exactly. Like you said with the cabs, he immediately knew what cars were. He was not surprised. This is not like Well, back- in what I take it back cuz in Wakanda they had cars and and cameras in Wakanda 17, has 80. cars. You were talking about their right. iPads and shit. So of course he knew. Right. Yeah, stupid me. Stupid you. And okay. you didn't need to do that. And so <laughs> <laughs> just she's like, "What the?" She opens the curtain and we see him in all his fucking mutton chop glory. Yeah. Jump on her and bite her. All right. So now. And he also crumbles up that photograph. Just to let you know. He knows. I thought he left the photograph. No, he crumbled it up. Because someone finds one. No, they find a negative. A negative. Okay, thank you. Anyways, so the cop who is tasked with uh, bringing the, all the papers over to, <laughs> to, the to, to the club. He's like Fonzie. He's like, my office is this club I hang he out. He really is. Yeah. I wonder if he went in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so this is Officer Barnes. Now, here's my one, one problem with Blackula. The time it takes to turn people. Yes. This is, is my only yeah. problem. Because Bobby has been dead for days and hasn't turned yet. We saw Bobby's hand lift up yes, when was everybody was there. Yeah. And, of course, Swenson just was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's just rigor mortis kicking in or whatever. Yeah. You know, I see this all the time. Right. And so it took him over a day before he got out of the coffin and left. Yeah. We just. It's like it's like the Walking Dead zombies. Convenience. Like sometimes, yeah, it's just like you die and you're instantly a zombie. And sometimes it's like an hour later. Right. It's Maybe like, it's got something to do with weight. But, I mean, come on. Bobby was a thin man, too. Like, yeah. Nancy was probably big, like had more weight on her than uh, Bobby did. So I, don't, I really don't know what the excuse is for this. Because we but needed a scene. Blackula, we got some explained. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but no, Nancy pops right the fuck back up. You know, yeah. she's by watching. Well, she stumbles out and she's like, oh, like, she, you know, we're like, maybe he just slight half drained her. That's true. That's true. She stumbles out. He, yeah. The cop, of course, assumes she's drunk. Yeah. So he's like, ma'am, do you, if you notice that? It's very white cop thing. Do you Bar- live here? Is this your residence? Barnes' first questions are. Do I? Do you live here? Did you break and enter into this place? Do I see photos? Did you break, enter, put photos of you in this place to make me assume it's your place? You might have to show me your underwear drawer in order to convince me. That's a nice. I think the the, the director he had a panty fetish because that seems to be a theme in this movie. He definitely has underwear on the brain. Yeah. 
And so he grabs you because she's like, he's like, are you drunk? And she stumbles into his arms. And then, like you said, immediately she's a vampire. And she just bites Barnes. Mm-hmm. Next morning. Gordon's checking in with Peters, of course, uh, police officer Peters, uh, lieutenant, detective, who knows. And he's like, what the fuck was my report? I asked you to send Barnes or send the report to me. He's like, I sent Barnes over to you last night. What are you talking about? Where the fuck's Barnes? Calls. Barnes hasn't even showed up to work today. What the fuck's going on with Barnes? And and then he's like, did you hear, Jack? Bobby's body went missing. Who would want a homosexual person's body? He did not say homosexual person. F slurs uh, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so Gordon, of course, is going to request, kindly request, the rights to exhume. He kind of thought he demanded it. He, 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 he commands every room he walks into. Yeah. I don't even think he was in the same room with them at this point. He has actually gone back to his little lab. Again, I don't even know what Dr. Thomas Gordon Thomas really does, but <laughs> he's he does, examining shit on a microscope is what he does. He's just getting shit done all the time. Well, he just says he's like, I want Billy's body exhumed. Yeah. And like and then he's like uh okay. So he goes back to the lab. Yeah. Waiting for that call. Because remember, this is the seventies. We didn't have Wakandan cell phones, so you gotta go true. where your landline is. That's true. And he gets the call and it's like Jack's like, sorry, no go. Black cat, black doctor cannot touch a white body. You know the deal. And he literally says, my hands are tied. And he does the fucking signal. You know, he crosses their fucking hands. That's right. We got to cut over to <laughs> Peter just so we could see him doing yeah. the hands are tied. It's like whenever they do a, like, like in the news now, whenever they, like they do a story about like, uh, uh, f- Drugs like 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 uh, pharmacy pharmacy drugs going up or down. We have to have them outside of fucking CVS now because we can't yeah. put our brain like can't. What are they talking about? Oh yeah, drugstore. Drug I get stores. it. So Michelle is, I guess, works for Gordon. Yeah, it seems like she does work for him. And because Gordon's like, fuck this shit. I'm just gonna dig the body up. We're gonna dig that body up. We're gonna do whatever the fuck. And we she's want. like, I'm not digging a fucking body up. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like. I'm Gordon fucking Thomas. I do whatever I want. Dr. Gordon Thomas. And he's saying this to her as he's standing over her, a fucking mountain of a man. The man she mountain happens... Mountain of a mustache. That Yeah, mountain of a mustache, too. The man she happens to be infatuated with. And so... Well, she hopes to be doc, Mrs. Dr. Gordon Thomas. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so he starts coming at... And it turns out... Murray, maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. Because they, I mean, they're fucking dating and everything after all. They're going to get married someday. But he has the power of smog over her, too. Because he starts coming in with, my name is Dr. Thomas Golden. And we're going to exhume this body. You always go to, like, some old plantation owner kind of (laughs) voice. I can't do voices. I can't do voices. My name is Dr. Point is, he just starts talking to her in that fuck. You're going to get fucked voice. And she is just swooning over it. She is writing the smog, too. Because then he says, we're exhuming that body. We're digging it up. And she's like, yes, daddy. Well, yeah. I don't like that. That I just said that. (laughs) But go on. I liked it. (laughs) And and so, uh, yeah, well, it's two alpha dogs, dude. I mean, he feels kind of threatened. For the first time in Gordon's life, he feels threatened by Mama Walde. 
He's like, I've never met a man whose smog is more potent than mine. This is true. Oh my god, we've never talked about the power of a of a fucking fog versus smog, or a fog <laughs> fog, or a smog smog. We've never talked. <laughs> oh no, yeah. So shit, I wish we knew that. This it rarely gonna, happens. I wish we knew this was going to be a story in this episode, so we could have led with it because this is Ugh. big. We got smog on smog action. Fucking vampire smog. Anne Rice doesn't even know how to write this kind of shit. No, she doesn't at all. Anne Rice, master of vampires. Anyway, Michelle's like, I got this shovel, daddy. So they're heading over to the old cemetery. <laughs> Tina, she is well, she's ready for her first official date with Mama Walde. He comes she, over to her place. She's a little nervous, of course, because, I mean, come on, Mamu. She's like, am I good enough? And he, I got to give it up to him, you know. He lays it all out for her. He's yeah. not keeping any secrets. Right. He doesn't. He knows he's already got her fucking just melting in the palm of his hand like a great M&M. Of, never mind. We can't talk about M&Ms anymore. No, well, we can, nobody's going to talk about them. They've been moved. They've, they've been They're gone. written out. I'm sorry. I, I actually had to break it to Paul because we know our buddy Paul London, he demands that we pay him. Yes. In green and brown, the female M and M's, yeah, and a, and a crystal goblet. I don't know why it's that be crystal, but you notice how he always checks. Like he does that thing where he rubs his finger across. He and does. Like, it's got to make the noise yeah. too. Yeah. I he, talked to him. I said, "I'm sorry." I, I said, "We're still going to get him for you. Don't yeah. worry about it." Is he into the purple ones? I I don't think he's tried them yet, but I think he would be. I think he, he said would be. he demands. He's like he says. Don't you give me this because he's heterosexual doesn't mean anything. All yeah. right. He Paul is. Fine with gay people, but he does not. He's heterosexual. He likes <laughs> female snacks. That's all. Stupidest thing I've heard ever, <laughs> yeah, and I love it. Yeah. So heterosexual. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't care about kinky stilettos, kinky boots. They're all kink to him once they're melting in his mouth. Right. So I think he liked the purple ones. I think he would too. Yeah. I'll throw some in the goblet. Yeah. We'll see what for happens. Real. I mean, they're going to be hard to come by. So yeah. we're starting up our own eBay store of only female M&Ms. Yes. Tucker Carlson will be doing advertising for us. That's true. That's his big fucking you know thing. Is- Did you want an M&M? Do you need an M&M? A female M&M. I've got one for you. So mom was like, let me tell you. You are, of course you're my wife. You have to be. You look exactly like it. Trust me. And she's just like, well, that 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 sounds like it's true. Let me tell you, I yes, I am a vampire. Count Dracula changed me, but I will do my best not to drink your blood because you are my love. <laughs> and then he's like, goes in for the kiss, and then he's like a gentleman. He's just like, no, we can't do this. You're clearly not ready yet, right? And she's like, I'm ready for you to drain me dry. I'm already. And I'm not which, talking about my blood. <laughs> I hate where this conversation's going. <laughs> so he's like, I will make my leave. And he gets up. He's getting ready to leave because he knows he's done this. Be- of it doesn't done matter it that it's been 200 plus years. You never lose your game. It's like you riding, might get rusty, but you never lose it's it. It's like riding a bicycle or eating Fee M&M's. Yeah. You never forget how to enjoy it. And so he he does a little smirk as he goes. So I, I will take my exit, my lady, my lady. He kisses her hand, even my lady. Doffs a fucking fedora, and it's came out of nowhere. Tina flies off her couch. Don't leave me. Consent forms in hand, slams him down against the wall next to him, signs her name. 
giant letters. She signs his name. She signs his name, too, and turns to him. Huh? Huh? And then he just removes the cape, and you know that's all you need. Throws it in front of the camera. He doesn't need anyone else seeing this shit. Griff. Murray. Swedes and scale. Eight. I don't even, they don't even show anything. It's the power of illusion, though. It's the, like... It's, or not illusion, imagination. Yeah. 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 So, no, I, I think you're right. I don't know if I can go as high as eight. I just give it an eight. Oh, I give it an eight. I give it a ten, but I got to see something. I got to yeah, see no. penetration or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're willing to go eight on the speeds and scale without any kind of like. <laughs> that's how powerful. Maybe I was in the cock. You were in the smog. That's how powerful it was. Wow. Okay. So I gave it's it. a supernatural cock smog, by the way. A big old six and a half for me. Okay. So, because you're right, his moves, the consent form, all of that shit, if there was music, it would have gone up to a seven for me. Yeah. If maybe there maybe was music by the people who sing Don't Rock the Boat, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'd be okay with that. I'm sure they want to shoehorn one more song. In one there, more song. They in do there. a lot in this movie. Oh, uh, what else could have done it? If maybe there was a butt grab or a dick grab or something, clean eight for me. <laughs> okay. Like something really heavy, suggestive like that. Okay. Yeah, that would have been an eight. So now we're back to Gordo. He is digging <laughs> up the body. A Billy opens it up, and Billy immediately uh, goes for him. He's a vampire. He needs. He's, he doesn't have he's blood. He's a green face. And fucking Gordon just takes him out. Who fucking cares if he's a fucking vampire? Again, love Gordon. Here he is. Gets surprised by this fucking ghoulish Bobby or Billy, <laughs> and he just dodges and fucking pummels the shit out of him with the shovel. He's dead. It doesn't matter. Just happened to bring a stake with him, so he just pounds it with his fist. Well, we passed over it. I missed it in the notes, and I remembered it later. But yeah, because uh, even um, Michelle's about to bring it up here. We saw on his desk when he went back to his lab that he has all these books about the dead. Right. So he's been studying up on this ship. Yeah, it's amazing he made that jump to vampires just because the bodies were drained of blood. Well, I mean, when you're living in an age that has, like, characters, uh, caricatures of vampires and everything, and then you come across bodies with the two dots on their neck, you're like, okay, maybe. Yeah, that's enough for me. That's enough for so me. So he just pounds with his hand, his fist, he just pounds that fucking stake into Billy's heart. Maybe you like this explanation better. The smog says more than just fuck me. Did you notice how bad the dummy was? It looked nothing like even a human being as he's pounding it in. And it, oh, yeah. It was awful. That was, that was an awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Michelle's freaking out. She's like, you just killed a motherfucker. And he's just like, baby. He explains it to baby, her. Baby, 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 baby. Twirls his mustache. Again, all he really, he didn't even have to explain it any further than baby, 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 and twirling his mustache because, again, the powers. And she's like, I guess you got a point. He was a vampire. Is that why you had all those books on vampires on your desk? Right. And he's like, look, man, I can't just tell Jack. I got to show him. Yeah. Because that hunky won't believe me shit. Right. Even though they're like fat, close friends and everything, he still knows that vampires is a bridge too far. He's going to have to show. We need. Somehow. Well, he's like, we need. To check out that cabbie. She's got to be a vampire, too. It tracks. We just saw a vampire. Right. We know she was bitten. Twice we need to bitten. get Jack over there. I need, We need to go to Jack's. Me and Jack are going to go over to the morgue and check out that body. Damn right. So he calls up Sam, the hook hand. Yep. Finds a pay phone. Calls him up. Asks him to pull out the cabbie because she's in uh, deep freeze. 
Right. And pull her out, put her in the uh, fucking autopsy room or whatever fucking room, lock that shit up, get out of the room. Make sure everything's locked up, though. So Sam does pull the body out, and he's just about to lock the door, and he gets a phone call. And, you know, you can't, you got to answer the phone. So right. he forgets to lock the door. So Gordon drops Michelle off over at uh, Peter's house. Yeah, Jack's house. Jack's Peter's. And, and even, like, they're like, Michelle's like, is it okay if I stay? Of course. Just some good white people. This, this is where we learn that these two families are actually friends. Right. Yeah, these two couples, I should say. And so uh, Jack and uh, Gordon go to the morgue. All right, the Sam is doing his job. He answers another call. And then out of that fucking room that he forgot to lock, I was nice of the ca- uh, the cabbie to put on a robe. Yep. She's very uh, demure. She, That's right. Because she just had like a fucking blanket on her before. And it was weird how, like, why? how come... Blackula doesn't get pale. Everybody gets pale but Blackula. That's true. He just gets the fucking wolfman hair. He just gets wolfman hair. But yeah, she's got the white streak in her hair, and her hair's like fucking, like the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, it's it's she's been hit by lightning. And she's just running towards the camera, and then she jumps on Sam. And this is where Sam, perfect thing, Sam could have stabbed her, paled her with that hook. No. Right. And before we get back to that morgue, we get a quick cut of Mamu. He's satisfied, Tino. Right. Job well done. He's ready to leave. He's just like... Yeah. Right. Of course, Tina's begging to go home with him. Like, you can't just leave me here. In 10 more minutes, I'm going to need more of that. My dear, in 10 minutes, the sun will rise, and then I will perish. I have to leave. And really, he's got a date with another chick. That's really why he has to leave. But he's a player. He's And she's like, I'll wait for you. Of course you will. <laughs> and then he leaves. So, Gordon and Peters arrive at the morgue, and Gordon's checking around like, oh, shit, what the fuck happened to Sam? Peters just walks into the back uh, where the, uh, the cabbie's- Well, you see blood splattered on the fucking wall. Right, and so Gordon's checking all that out, doing the detective job. <laughs> detective just walks into the room that uh, the cabbie was initially pulled into, and there's just a body with a sheet over it. Right, and he's like, well, that must be the cabbie. I guess I guess this proves your fucking vampire theory's bullshit because there's the body of the cabbie. <clears throat> Rips off the fucking... Meanwhile, I want to point out, as they show them driving up to the, the morgue, pitch black outside. Yeah. Okay. All right, so then he pulls off the fucking uh, sheet, and it's the cabbie, and she's like attacking him. Gordon whips out his giant crucifix, yep. pins her against the wall, goes... Goes up to the little blinds, opens them a little, the, the Venetian blinds. Yeah. And then it's like in daylight all of a sudden. And she's like, ah! And she's like fucking getting on my nerves with her screaming and shit. I guess we have two continuity issues with this movie. Yeah. And she just, just she just goes out of frame. They don't have the budget to make anything happen. <laughs> and we're, we're using our the, the world of imagination to go, oh, she must be like dust now or something. So now that Peters has seen it live and for himself firsthand, it's like shit. Gordon. I believe you. And this is why, Jack Peters, you're one of the good ones. That's right. The one white guy in the movie that's a decent human being. Because he believed Gordon after he had all he had the had to see it for himself. That's right. I mean, I get it. I get it. Vampires are a far stretch. He needs to see it for himself. But the fact that these two fam these two couples are friends, that he's willing to work with Gordon, that he wants the same things Gordon wants in this community. Jack, he's a hard ass. It's because he's a cop, and cops right. mostly suck. But hey, at the end of the day, 
He's one of the good ones. So they head over to the uh, to Gordon, not Gordon, Jack's office, police station, and Gordon's like, "We need to get an APB out on fucking all these vampire victims." All fucking uh, Jack's thinking about his job. He's like, "I'm gonna lose my job over this shit." He is a cop after all, right? I gotta talk to my union rep first, Gordon. I'm sorry. Right? What am I supposed to do? Put an APB out on fucking dead <laughs> F slurs? <laughs> they were talking about Bobby. Yeah, it's just like, what are we going to fucking do, man? So uh, Gordon's like, look, I'll be at the club. I still got to go to the club. We got all this shit happening. This is a, there's a great band playing. I, they're called Mayhem. Have you heard them? They're great. <laughs> oh, my God. And they so, really make you question what we're doing with yeah. you know our world. Today. I think his lab was in the bathroom of this club. It might have been. We never got it like an establishing shot of where it was. That's a good point. So he's like, "I'll be at my my my, my uh, club." Murray, I think you're onto something. You here. let me know if we find any. We find Bobby or any of these bodies because Bobby's still on the loose. We don't know what the fuck he's up to. So just like when we were having Michelle's party, everyone's sitting at their table right at the front row, and three seats filled, one seat empty. And of course, Mamu's there, and he's gonna show up late. Right, and he he's and then there's a waitress. He's like, "Get me a bloody mary," and he's like, "Wink," because he knows. I think he senses Gordon's finally on to him. Oh yeah, no. When he sits down, there is an aura. The smogs have turned. It's like in Big Trouble, Little China, when uh, Lopan and Egg are fighting, and there's those avatars fighting. Yeah, like the smog. There's like a dragon and a fucking like yes. bull or some shit, and they're fighting. We're not seeing that because we don't have the budget to see that. But that's my mind. That's what I'm seeing. Murray. I mean, it almost sounds like Murray's making this up on the spot. <laughs> but Murray, of course, is a smogologist, and so right. he is known this I, shit. I've admitted some smog in my life. Right. <laughs> so. That is exactly what's going on here. And right in front of him, staring daggers in Gordon's eyes, he orders a fucking Bloody Mary. Right. And sure enough, Gordon starts leading him with some questions, taunting Mamu. Yeah. What are you, uh, in the cult? Are you a devil worshiper? Uh, what, what's your deal? Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's, isn't that your thing? Your Wakandans? Aren't you known for voodoo and all that shit? I have no idea what you're talking about, my boy. I, yeah. mean, I do have a passing interest in the occult. But. I mean, everything that seems so far-fetched, it has a grain of reality to it, doesn't it, my boy? How about vampires? You believe in those? You believe in vampires? <laughs> my dear boy, that, that sounds ridiculous, vampires. I what? do have a fascination with them, I must say, by the way. <laughs> and uh, Gordon's like, huh, that's funny, uh... Did I tell you the police are on the lookout for vampires tonight? Yeah, we're going to oh, be really? spreading a whole net across the city looking for vampires and ghoulish people with green faces. And then finally, Mamu's had enough. He's just like, I will not be more insulted. Tina, I have to leave. So, Tina, are you coming with me? And Tina's like, fuck yeah, I'm coming with you. And Michelle's like, no, because she knows he's a fucking vampire. And and just as that happens... It's always Skillet's cue. <laughs> as soon as Mamu gets up to leave, Skillet sits down. Hey, let me get that cake from you. <laughs> I'll pay you good. And then he's like, and then fucking Mamu and Tina leave. And then he's like, have you seen Nancy lately? Yeah, she said she was going to develop those photos two days ago. And then Gordon's like, shit, I already paid for him, too. That bitch. I'm going to go fucking see what's up. So he goes, like you said, she lives next door. They know she lives next door. Kicks the fucking door. And bitch, where's my fucking pictures? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, shit. What the why, what the fuck's going on? Because he sees it's all it's a mess. The place has been ransacked. Right. 
which would be any house in L.A., in the South Central L.A., the doors open would be ransacked whether there's a vampire on the loose or not. Right. So he's, like, checking things out. And this is where he notices that there's a negative in some kind of, like, mach- machine where you can, like, I guess enlarge it and see the shit. And he sees that fucking picture of Tina with nobody. Right. And he puts it together because, again, he's been reading the books. He's I love how <laughs> it took now for him to, like, he's taunting Mamu. Or just fucking minutes earlier. Maybe he didn't think that uh, a vampire could have such a s- strong smog. So it's probably it because he's like nobody could be better than me, right? I like I'm kind of surprised he didn't think it was a supernatural power that could match his smog or something. But he was probably like, I mean, the thing about vampires is they're kind of lifeless, and I have a fl- I'm full of life, so that's why my smog is so strong. So I think he needed this evidence to really put okay. it together. So he heads straight over to Tina's, and Mila gets his ass whooped by fucking Mama. Mama just punches him. Jesus Christ, and vampires are supposed to have crazy strength. Right. But that mustache absorbed a lot of the impact. The mustache did. You see, like, a slow motion of it just, like, ripple through his mustache. Dana White was like, I want that guy. I want that guy. Three hairs fell out. And then Mama Walde takes off to his, I'm guessing, his coffin. That's right. So an officer spots Mamu running by. Why were by. the cops wearing crash helmets? Uh, you know, just in case. Riots is breaking out. Well, I guess it was in the era of the riot. It was, yeah, that's true. So the cops are driving their car with their crash helmets on, and they notice, they're like, hmm, black man. That looks suspicious. Yeah. And one guy gets out, follows them into an alley, and uh, Mama Walde holds his ground, stands his ground, and right. kills, snaps the dude's neck. I mean, that's, yeah, that's those... those Gordon, who's now taken over the whole fucking thing. He's a doctor, by the way. He's taking over (laughs) the fucking case. Yeah. Ordering officers around. They're listening to him. Oh, yeah. They all go down the alley to find, like, the dead officer's body and everything. And then they head back to Tina's place, maybe? Yeah, Tina's place. And they're going to call up Peters and plan it all out. Because, I mean, come on. They're trying to hunt a vampire at this point. Right. He's like, I read in this book that I was reading that vampires, they have to return their coffin when daylight comes. And in this town, who knows when daylight's going to come? I mean, we drove over to the morgue earlier, and it was nighttime. I opened those blinds, and it was daytime. So, so patrol car. Remember, we've gotten an APB for all possibly homosexual vampires. So they're looking, and they spot one. They're yep. like... I was in L.A. and I was looking for a gay dead <laughs> black man. <laughs> and they're like, wow, that 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 young man, he looks gay and black and dead. I think that might be the guy we're looking for. And the guy goes, they all look the same to me. I don't know. And we're like, oh, come on. But unfortunately, they do lose Bobby in an alley. So they ask, uh, well, what alley? What corners are you at? What streets right. are you on? So they, they, yeah, they cut back to uh, Gordon and uh, Jack. They're in. I think they're in the police precinct. Yeah, and uh, there was something on IMDb. They pointed out that there's a map on the wall for Staten Island, even though they're in fucking L.A. <laughs> apparently. But I don't know if that's true or not because we don't check our facts. And goddamn right, they got the map out and they're like, "That's the warehouse district. That's where fucking that gay homosexual got killed." Right. He did not say homosexual. This is true. And like. Let's go get him. That's where he's got to be. That's where his coffin has to be. So they so, go straight to the warehouse. Everybody's going there. They're going to be surrounding the building. Cops Gordon in charge. He's a doctor, remember, but he's in charge. 
Yep. And he's like, Jack, you do this, you do that. He's like setting up, like, you know, we're going. Everybody's rushing into the warehouse. And then, Bar- or, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack notices Barnes is there. He's like, Barnes, where the fuck you been? Let's go. Let's get in there. So here's where you have another third break in the logic of how vampires turn. Because uh. it took, what's his name? A day? It took Bobby a day and a half. It took Nancy like six hours. And here we are with like an hour. Yeah, an hour. And now we have Barnes, who it's been a day and a half, two days, and he's still showing signs of being a human. He's not dead at all. Well, no, it gets even more ridiculous because I think you might get you might be confused because all of a sudden vampires that the ones that Bobby's turn, the ones that Sam is turned. You know, Sam's still on the loose. Yeah. Apparently, white vampires do your thing. Black vampires, we have to kill you because yeah. the black vampires, and there's some white vampires too. It's it's a, it's a very diverse group of vampires. It was. They start coming out, and some uh, some have, are totally all in on the vampire thing. They got their capes on. Some yeah. are, you know, some have cowls. Some are looking like fucking Omega Man vampires. But, yep, you could call. Some fucking have the fucking giant eyebrows. Some are just fucking green. It's a it's a very it's a rainbow coalition of vampires happening here. We're seeing that bullets, of course, are uh, ineffective on yes. them. Yeah, ineffective. And so, I mean, who are we going to leave it up to figure anything out? Because Doctor Gordon's going to do everything here. So he finds all the oil lanterns. He's like, "Hey guys, throw these oil lanterns at them." <laughs> yeah, which apparently have some ignition thing inside of them because they start throwing lanterns and they just burst into flames. I love it. Holy water, apparently. <laughs> They're from Transylvania. They're probably full They of got a great water. deal on them because there's cases of these fucking... Thousands. Lanterns. Thousands. And ja- it's like a fucking uh, uh, water balloon fight. Like Jack and fucking Gordon are having a hell of a time just throwing them. I'm- then this is what happens. We were just talking about a fucking the vampire thing. A cop gets attacked, like, like f- fucking one vampire lands on a cop. Gordon goes to save him. Jack's like, it's too late, and grabs him and pulls him away. Then a whole bunch of vampires jump on him. Immediately, he becomes a vampire. Right. All over the place with yeah. the turning. But, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 Jack Peters sees Barnes and gets frozen. Well, because he's like, I've never killed a white man in my life, you know. Oh. So he's he doesn't know what to do. He's like, black guy, I would immediately shoot this guy. Okay. So he's like, you said, he freezes. Gordon, he's just like, I'll kill a white guy. This scene is amazing just to watch <laughs> because you're seeing Gordon. He's never like in frame. He, you just see him scooting around the room, fucking <laughs> taking care of business, and then throwing Jack over his shoulder and running him out of this room because it's completely engulfed in flames at this point. No, there's there's a great scene where he grabs Barnes, throws him down, and then Valmas Rasula just leaps in the air with a fucking stake. Like, great acting Oh, job. nice. And then just, like, gets him right in the heart. Nice. Like, he, like, splashes him with the fucking stake. Love it. And then he fucking carries Jack out. So they bar off the room, and they're, like, in this other quarter of the warehouse, and that's where Mamu is waiting for them. And he tells Gordon that Tina, she means more to him. Than anything in the world. Right. He also says, "Oh, you're looking for my coffin? Well, I figured that. I moved it. That's right. And then he turns into a bat, which we get some, you know, 1972 level special effects. They're what you would expect. It was bad. Hey, it was it was it an wasn't an, bad. It was an animated bat. It was better than something on a string that they were just going. Yeah, no, I didn't. See. I didn't mind yeah. it. it doesn't it take you out of the off. movie at all. 
So now Gordon and Michelle, they're trying to get through to Tina. She is lost in the smog. It's, oh, man. It's like when you're trying to break someone from a heroin habit, you know? Orange orange juice and coffee might help her. Yeah, they're having a vampire intervention. Yeah. And she's like, but he's so smooth. Like we, you know, we get it. Gordon rolls his eyes. Yeah, I get it. There's somebody as cool as I am. All he's right? okay. Come on. He's not that good. I mean, look at me. Look at me. I don't even need to wear a cape. Fuck yeah. But I'd look great in a cape. Also, Thomas Rasulullah was in Willie Dynamite. He was the pimp that had the cocaine and the fucking watch. Yes, he was. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good. So she's just like, okay, I guess you're right. He's not that bad. She heads to her room to pout. And we go outside where we see the police are forming a barrier around their building. Right. Because they know now that yeah. that uh, uh, Mamu is just trying to get to Tina. Right. So and We see him all vamped out up on the, the rooftop looking down. Yep, on an adjacent building. Right. And he turns into a bat. And a woman's like, there's a bat there. Well, slow your, slow your roll here a little bit because he can oh. telepathically talk to Tina. And so he starts telling her, my dear... Here's what's going to happen. And we just see her responding. We don't even hear his words. Right. We just hear her reacting to him. We just, we just hear more of that fucking song from the club. What's going on with these club songs? All I right. Know, that's good. When a good beat gets in your head, it just stays She's there. Like, I hear you. I'll be there. And okay. then, then he turns into a bat, and a woman notices it and starts screaming, It's a bat! That's right. So everybody's freaking out. Everyone's trying to follow the bat. And in all the ruckus... Tina just slips right out. She pulled a chappy. She was just so confident. She just walked right through a police barricade. That's right. If you act like you belong, you belong. So she starts just walking. She's in. The, she's lost in the smog again. And she heads over to like a chemical plant. Right. She's being noticed by patrol people and everything. They're like, I think this is the woman that we're supposed to be protecting. She's out here in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, they're slow to react to it, and so she's able to get into this factory. Right. And I felt like I was in Space Mutiny now because they're just in a fucking... <laughs> I know. I'm, like, saying they're going further down and down and down, but we're going to see in a little while here that it's like, no, they've been on, like, the main level the whole time or something. Right. Levels don't make sense in this part. Yeah, it's like... Because we know, we've learned that you're all... These, these are the kind of buildings that are in post-apocalyptic future worlds. Right. It's always just a factory, like a, like a like a water treatment plant. Right. No, this is the new lair for Mama Walder. So, Gordon and uh, Jack show up. Gordon, like, all right, I want some you guys there. I want you guys there. He's just taking over. Right. And of course, keep an eye out for his coffin. That's the key to everything here. So. Inside, we're getting officers closing in on Mamu. They're taking shots at every, uh, you know, trying to take shots at Mamu. Of course, they fucking hit Tina. Well, no, uh, yeah, because Mama Walde's with Tina, and they're walking down the hallway, and a cop's like, you know, freeze, and they're still going. He's like, he doesn't know. He's like, his instinct when he sees a black person's back is to shoot. So right. he just immediately starts shooting. Right. But he hits Tina. He doesn't hit Mama Walde. That's right. Or maybe he, was, he does, but he doesn't. Because he was him. nervous. And, they uh, were so close to, you know, harming him. Mama Walde kills him, and then she's dying. She's been shot, and she's like, I'm not scared. Change me, Mamu. Change me. I need to live with you forever throughout all space and time. And then he goes down, and he bites her. But he is not happy that he had to change her. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why they either. They could be together for eternity. But I thought he, that was the whole point he was going to turn her. Eventually. I thought so, too. 
Because if he wasn't, then like, date Mama Waldy. What do I care? Maybe he wanted her to age up a little bit. Maybe he didn't want her he to likes, be a uh, milf. Yeah, maybe he wanted her to be. A... Oh, maybe he did want to have a van. Can vampires have babies? No. Yeah, so maybe. Wait, can he still produce sperm though? No, it's just it's like blanks. like it's like little bats. <laughs> little bats. <laughs> it, well, it has bat wings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so okay, so he changes her. He calls out to everybody in the fucking building. He's like, "Let you let you be no, be aware. This 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 fucking warehouse will be your tomb. He's out to kill every single person in here." So then we get some cat and mouse shit where we see Mama Wally taking people. He throws a guy into a fucking circuit breaker. It's just a wall of switches and shit. It was, and it, it, was it was the same death that the guy had in Street Fighter too. That's right. Yeah, and then he. You know, fucking just breaks the dude's neck. Somebody shoots him. He Donkey Kongs a guy. He just throws some fucking barrels at him. I love that. Yep, that was very good. All right, and this is where Gordon and Jack finally find that coffin. And they're like, all right, it's like, on three. I'm going to open it, and you're going to stab it, Jack. All right? One, two, three. And they just immediately stab it. Oh, my God, Griff. It ain't fucking Mama Wally. It's Tina. With white streaks in her hair. Right. And, and... She turned almost immediately. Like again, what's the fucking time frame? Just it's. Let's not be so loose with it. Let's figure this and out. I hey that was I. I got to give it up to them because most people wouldn't have the balls to kill the female lead off. I mean, she dies. This is it. Yeah. They don't save her. Yeah. And then they they're like, oh shit, I, my hands were tied, Gordon. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't mean to kill her. All right. Right. And then Mama Walde shows up. And we're like, oh, shit. And they're getting ready to fight him. Yeah, they're expecting this to be an all-out bloody-ass battle. He stands over Tina. He kisses her hand. He starts going on a whole fucking speech about how this was what he existed for. Wakanda means nothing to him if Tina's not there by his side. Excuse me, Luva. He goes, Wakanda forever? Hmm. I wanted Luva forever. Beautiful. I think that was in Shakespeare somewhere. It was definitely in Romeo Shakespeare. and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think that was from Romeo and Juliet. Luva and Muma Walde. Yes. And he's like, "I bid you adieu." Adieu. He yeah. He turns to fucking uh, Gordon, who's pulling the crucifix. My boy, that is not necessary. And Gordon goes to Jack. I could have took him. I mean, I could. I I could have took that guy, motherfucker. That's right. And then he just walks up. Uh, once again, it was pitch black. Just. Minutes ago. Middle of the day. It's noontime. Yep. High noon. He walks to the roof of the building, just walks out. Great job. He's stumbling. He's playing it up. Collapses. Fucking, for some reason, maggots appear on his face. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Really awful fucking whatever that face was supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a skull face. Rough. Rough. Because <laughs> we get the old school like they used to do with uh, when Lon Chaney Jr. turned into the Wolfman where they take a picture and then they... Then they take Super, another picture yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like getting worse, and then it's a skeleton. Yeah, and they're like, "Huh? All right, play that fucking rock the boat baby song." Rock the boat. So there you have it, people. Blackula. It's a great way to start out Black History Month. Well, it's getting better, grip. Because here's the thing, people. We black his black exploitation history. Excuse month me. Black exploitation is month. about educating you on not just the hits. We all knew everybody knows Blackula. Right. And that's why we gave you that. We know it by name. I hope everybody 
gets uh, a little closer to it, though, because it is a fun 90-minute movie. Well, there movie. is the sequel, Scream, Blackula Scream, Ooh. with Pam Greer. Oh, ho, ho, ho. But, uh, no, uh, Griff, we're going, this year we're going all over the fucking country. We started in L.A., we're going to go to Philadelphia, Ooh. we're going to go to Chicago, and we're going to go to, yeah, you heard me right, Detroit. Oh, the big cities. But not just yet. We're going to Philly next week for a little old movie from the mind of the pimp poet Iceberg Slim. Ooh. Trick Baby. Okay. That's the one you probably don't know, but you need to know. So tune in next week to hear us talk about it. And as always, keep it warm. 